Miss 31, Mississippi State 21. The Rebels have won the 2021 Egg Bowl. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So be sure and head on over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join and use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take the advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. And thanks for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It has uh, been a couple of weeks. Hope everyone's had a, a good new year and had a great holiday. And as things kind of get back in the swing of things, we had to take a time out. Life happens here uh, for us as well. And uh, it's great to be back. A lot has happened, believe it or not, in football. Obviously, Ole Miss was not able to win the Sugar Bowl. A lot happened with Matt Corral by being injured, but that does not take away from the wonderful season that Ole Miss finished a record of 10-3. and And it was a great football season and one that we'll recap in its entirety uh, in a couple of weeks. As it stands right now, a lot of news to get to. A lot of news in football. It's not just Lane uh, Lane Kiffin fishing. A lot has happened. Offensive coordinator Jeff Levy has bolted for Oklahoma. Lane Kiffin, although not official yet, has hired offensive coordinator from South Florida, Charlie Weiss Jr. Those two, of course, were together down at Florida Atlantic a couple of years ago. Defensive coordinator has a DJ Durkin, co-defensive coordinator DJ Durkin, but, you know, the main guy calling the plays, is headed to Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. All points to Chris Partridge, the other co-defensive coordinator as becoming the main defensive coordinator on staff. We'll see. 
Also, over the last couple of weeks, Kevin Smith, the running back coach for Ole Miss, is headed to Miami. He is from Miami, and he's headed back home. So then you have to ask, what happens with Ole Miss there? So coaching moves have to be made. And right now, it is right in the middle of transfer portal season. What does Ole Miss do at quarterback? I think everyone can agree that Luke Altmyer did very, very well considering the circumstances in the Sugar Bowl. But it's obvious that Ole Miss is looking for a transfer quarterback because outside of Luke Altmyer, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the room that's the quality of SEC standards, to be honest. So Ole Miss goes the, the transfer route. We thought it may be Dylan Gabriel. He goes with Jeff Levy to Oklahoma. And then all of a sudden, Caleb Williams, where does he go? Gets in the portal. USC probably bound there. So what happens at that point? <laughs> USC's quarterback, Jackson Dart, in the portal. Does he possibly come to Ole Miss? We'll talk about that uh, coming up as well. So although the season is over, a ton of players have entered the portal for Ole Miss. And Ole Miss will go after a ton of players for the upcoming season. On the hardwood, I'd be honest with you, Ole Miss is quite the roller coaster in men's basketball. As you know, lose to Samford. That's S-A-M-F-O-R-D out of Birmingham. Lose to Samford, then turn around, play well. Uh, of course, we saw the Rebels earlier this season beat We'll see how quality of a Memphis team it is, but we saw them beat, a, 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 at that point, a pretty pretty good Memphis team. Went on the road, opened the season up uh, against Tennessee, and Tennessee played as poorly as you could play, and Ole Miss had that game for the taking and lost. Comes home and plays superb against Mississippi State. The Bulldogs didn't play well in the first half, made a nice run and made it interesting. Win the game. 31 points by Matthew Morrell. 31 points. And then play one of the worst basketball games I've seen them play in quite a while, losing on the road at Texas A&M. A game that was never close. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster for Kermit Davis. In the postgame press conference, Coach Davis basically said the team didn't play hard. Dealing with injuries, of course, Deshaun Ruffin had a hand injury. He played, has played the last couple of weeks, actually. But the problem has been scoring, and Jarkel Joyner, one of the number one, one of the top scorers for this team, is dealing with back issues. He'll have a procedure done as you listen to this. will be Thursday, will be today. They expect him to be out for a couple of weeks. On the women's side of things, Coach Joe and the, the Ole Miss Rebel basketball team, the, lady, uh, the ladies did a great job losing that first game. Of course, to Belmont, we know, run 13, I think it's 13 in a row, before losing to a really good Tennessee team at home. Just didn't shoot it well. And I think that may be their nemesis for the remainder of the year. I mean, Shakira Austin's going to get hers. She's a great player. But they don't have that perimeter sharpshooter. And you're hoping, if you're an Ole Miss fan, that you can get that sharpshooter at some point. But right now, it's basketball. Basketball's wide open. And, of course, with football, it's the transfer portal. We'll get into all of it 
here in just a moment. As after we take a time out here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Remember, all of the shows are available via download, all of the downloadable platforms, wherever you get your podcast. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. And, of course, the Believe Podcast Network at Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Logan. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for being part of the ride. We're excited to see where the road leads this year with so many things coming down the pipe. We'll take a timeout. Be back for the second half of the show and deep dive into football, men's and women's basketball here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Welcome back into the show. We'll start with football. And I think uh, you have to talk about the players for Ole Miss first that have entered the transfer portal. As of late, the athlete from Pearl, Mississippi, Tylan Knight, has officially entered the transfer portal. David Johnson, Rebels 247, Inside the Rebels, has a story on that on Inside the Rebels. That's Rebs247.com. One of 15 that have entered the portal for Ole Miss. You know, I think everybody expected there to be a lot of players jump into the portal from Ole Miss, players that did not see substantial playing time. He joins wide receiver Jaden Jackson, wide receiver Bryce Johnson, linebacker Momo Sonogo, linebacker Dalen Gill, defensive lineman Ladarius Cox, also defensive lineman Patrick Lewis, tight end Demarcus Thomas, another wide receiver Jamar Richardson, Defensive lineman Sincere David, defensive lineman Quentin Bivens, 
Cornerback David Beckham. Offensive lineman Bryce Ramsey. Cornerback Jalen Jordan. Athlete John Rice Plumley has already committed to Central Florida. If you remember, Lucas and Cox both headed to Indiana. Sonogo announced earlier he's going to Louisville. Gill announced he's headed to Southern Miss. And I think Bryce Ramsey did as well. Johnson to Houston. And we noted John Rice Plumley to Central Florida. Snoop Connor will not return. The running back for Ole Miss is headed to the NFL draft. Jaron Ely will not return. The running back is headed to the NFL draft. Of course, we know Matt Corral, the quarterback, headed to the NFL draft. So, all of a sudden, Ole Miss fans are like, what kind of team are we going to have? Then you get news that Zach Evans, the talented running back, is transferring to Ole Miss, a former five-star product headed to, to play for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Transferred from TCU. Should Otis Reese Jr.'s appeal from the NCAA not come through, then you have to ask yourself what happens at that position. I know Ashim Young, uh, Young, the transfer from Iowa State, David Johnson reporting, he's transferring to Ole Miss. And that happened not too long ago, a couple of days ago. As of late, Troy Brown, the Central Michigan linebacker, graduate transfer, is transferring to Ole Miss. He's 6'2", 218. Chose Ole Miss over a number of players. The native of Flint, Michigan. Big-time player. And I think Ole Miss is going to be very happy uh, that they got Brown out of the portal. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, a big commitment coming in from Davison Igbenosin. You'll probably remember that name, the Union North Carolina, and you can thank Chris Partridge for this one. It's the second year in a row Ole Miss has got the top player in the state of New Jersey, with Taiwan Malone being uh, coming in last year. The quarterback, 6'2", 185, four-star product, signed with Ole Miss. Big-time get for this, this Ole Miss staff. That pretty much rounds out, at least for now, the high school class. Let's look at the transfer portal just for a moment. Troy Brown, a previous three-star product, cornerback, Central Michigan headed Ole Miss. Ashim Young, three-star product. Staff loves this player, safety. Transfer from Iowa State. Zach Evans, five-star, we know all about him. The running back, and he will play immediately, the transfer from TCU. Another good one, wide receiver from Louisville, Jordan Watkins, three-star product, transferring to Ole Miss. Another defensive player, Ladarius Tennyson. Transfer from Auburn, former, former four-star recruit. And then the former offensive tackle, or should I say the former three-star recruit, Jordan Rhodes from South Carolina transferring to Ole Miss. So it's been busy, but it's about to be a lot busier. So what happens now? I think one player that everybody's kind of looking at, and both Ben Garrett of on three and David Johnson of 247 have talked about Western Kentucky Offensive tackle, Mason Brooks. I know Auburn's in the in the picture for, for Brooks. But that's a player that Ole Miss is going to try to get. Now, the quarterback situation. What happens? What happens if Ole Miss, uh, which they have essentially struck out on the signal caller from Oklahoma, Caleb Williams? Well, David Johnson reporting – that transfer Jackson Dart 
is on the radar for Ole Miss. David also reporting that Michael Trigg, the tight end, a former four-star. Jackson Dart, quarterback, a former four-star. But Trigg has a previous relationship with the Ole Miss tight end coach Baker, who previously recruited him to Southern Cal. Should Ole Miss land Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, and there are others in the portal that are not officially in the portal yet that they are targeting, that would be that would be a big deal. So, then you start thinking about names like the Oregon defensive back DJ James that Ole Miss really would like. They would like James a lot. A lot of suitors coming after James right now. He's a actually an Alabama product, prepped in the state of Alabama. But he is someone that Ole Miss would like to get. But the funny part about all this is as we record, Caleb Williams has not committed to USC. Now, there's no doubt that Ole Miss had a package available from an NIL standpoint that was very competitive. Hasn't committed. What happens now? It, it's insane. The world of college football as we know it is completely insane. There's a whole lot more recruiting on reps247.com. Chris Brooks and David Johnson have done a phenomenal job. Continue to do a phenomenal job. And they are following this to a T. Encourage you to, to jump on now. A great special going on at reps247.com and Inside the Rebels. Proud to partner with those guys. Flip over to the hardwood just for a moment. Oh, by the way, coaching. Um, as we know, there's been some changes on the staff. I don't know if there's more staff changes coming. I have not heard of any additional staff changes. Strictly on the field. I'm not diving off into off the field, you know, staff positions and all that. Just strictly on the field. We know that Kevin Smith is gone, the running back coach. The natural decision, I think, would, would be to move Derek Nish to running backs. That's what he's coached in the past. They may not do that. He's currently coaching the wide receivers. There's been some scuttlebutt that Chris Kiffin may come back on this staff. Kiffin, of course, a part of uh, Kevin Stefanski's uh, staff at the Cleveland Browns. So I, I feel that I don't think there's any doubt that Kiffin could jump on with another NFL team. I just thought it was interesting that his name popped. It's possibly coming back on the college ranks. Knows this Ole Miss team well. Knows Oxford well. Knows the recruiting game very well. So, with that said, what's going on now, specifically on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, we saw that Marquise Watson, by the way, had an off-the-field position, but, but Marquise was, was a lot of the boots on the ground for recruiting. Headed to Rutgers. So, uh, another position that's going to have to be filled. But Kevin Smith, he's gone gone to Miami offensive coordinator gone to Oklahoma defensive coordinator gone to Texas A&M the good news is Lane has already filled the position of offensive coordinator with Charlie Wash Jr. I think the position of defensive coordinator is just going to be bumping Chris Partridge up maybe giving Randall Joyner a bit of a bump as well he's done a, he's done a great job here at Ole Miss and then fill the gaps but right now the questions are who does Ole Miss land in the transfer portal? We'll we'll effort Chris or David and try to get them on the show over the next couple of weeks to either break down who they've who they've got or 
to let us know who they think is coming next. But recruiting is legitimately a 24-7 job now. No pun intended. 365, it really is. With this portal going crazy and high school recruiting with two different signing periods, it's insane. There's a big recruiting weekend uh, coming up for Ole Miss. Encourage you to jump on the reps247.com to find out who those players are, to find out who's on campus. I will say this. The two USC recruits, Jackson Dart, the tight end, the big four-star tight end, Michael Trigg, expected to be on campus at some point this weekend. Hold your breath. It's going to be a wild ride. Well, Ben Spins basketball team is uh, pretty fresh off a loss to Texas A&M this past Tuesday, 51. I'm sorry, 67 to 51. And it really wasn't that close as, as Ole Miss just played very, very poor. Probably the worst game the Rebels have played. Boy, I don't know, since maybe the Boise State game. Just played terrible and just didn't play with a lot of effort. You can't do that in this league. You just can't do it. Ole Miss 8-1 at home, 0-2 on the road, and 1-3 on neutral sides. That's not good. 1-2 in the conference, 9-6 overall. Just going to have to find another gear. They really are. The bad news is is they've got Auburn coming in and Jay Billis (laughs) coming in on Saturday, 7.30 tip-off inside the pavilion. Jay Billis said as Auburn beats Alabama this past Tuesday night, Auburn could be the best team in the country. Doesn't get any easier. You, well, I, I should say that. Missouri, who got beat by like 50 points tonight to Arkansas. Ole Miss has Missouri and Oxford. That should be a win. But then you've got a three-game stretch with Mississippi State, who I can assure you will be really, really ready to avenge that that loss in Oxford. They, uh, they will host Ole Miss on the 22nd. Then Ole Miss will host Florida, who is really struggling right now under head coach Mike White. And then you get a pretty hot Arkansas team. Now, Arkansas came into tonight 0-3, but beat Missouri. And it's an 18-game schedule, so SEC slate. So, Ole Miss will catch an Arkansas team. They'll probably have a couple of wins under its belt. That's in Oxford as well. The good news is Ole Miss has played uh, played at home pretty well, like we, we talked about a little bit earlier, 8-1. and one. The problem is been those road games and the neutral side games, 0-2 and 1-3. and By the way, that Florida game was originally scheduled, as we remember, the December 29th, now scheduled for January the 24th. This Ole Miss team has been running through Deshaun Ruff and a freshman who's made some freshman mistakes, just not had, has not had any bench support at all. Against Mississippi State had zero bench, zero bench points. Austin Crowley has not given them very good minutes. Luis Rodriguez has not given them good minutes. It's been pretty much, you know, Nazir Brooks has played well, played well under the basket. But offensively, they've not had, they've not had a spark except, you know, when, when Morrell had that 31 against Mississippi State, was unconscious. That's why they won the game. They have to get more of that. Rebels have a tough slate, a tough stretch when you cannot win games away from home. We, we we know how hard it is to win away from home. Ole Miss just hasn't done that very well. Something to monitor going forward. Kermit Davis has his hands full for sure. 
Coach O and the Ole Miss women's basketball team, 13-2. Been a great year. Lose the first game, and they've lost the last game against Tennessee. One and one of the conference. Open the conference with went over Florida and beat the Gators pretty bad. Beat them 18 points, 74 to 56. First two games against Arkansas and South Carolina both postponed due to COVID protocol. Rebels have Alabama, who's not very good. They'll have them in Oxford on Thursday, which will be tonight. And then they've got Mississippi State on Sunday. And they're going on the road to Texas A&M and to Kentucky. That's a heck of a heck, a heck of a three-game stretch right there. Mississippi State's playing a lot better under head coach Doug Novak. And then, of course, you've got Texas A&M and Vic Schaefer, and then you've got Kentucky. So, almost have their hands full over the next couple of weeks, but I think they're doing well, playing well under head coach Coach, uh, coach Joe. He's got them playing well. Shakira Austin's, without question, has been the star that stirred the drink for this Rebel basketball team. She is a heck of a basketball player and one that uh, I think we'll probably see in the league one day. Madison Scott's also played well. Angel Baker, LaShonda Monk, Sue Collins, all of them, you know, they're just playing well as a team. You know, Madison Scott's averaging over 11 points a game. Angel Baker, nine. LaShonda Monk, seven and a half. It's just been a group effort, and obviously Shakira Austin, 14 and a half points a game. Play good defense. Very disciplined team. Just got to shoot the ball better. Only got Angel Baker shooting 34% from three. That's the best on the team. Got to shoot better than that. Just don't have that perimeter threat. If Ole Miss can get that perimeter threat, just one or two players could definitely, definitely change the game. Next two games are big. Let's talk after the Alabama and the Mississippi State game. If Ole Miss can win those two games, that sets up a pretty – it gives you a little bit of a cushion when you have to worry about on the road against A&M and Kentucky early in the season. You win these two home games, big difference. Three and one on the road – I'm sorry, three and one in the conference. Then you can have a little bit of wiggle room. Basketball's wide open. Tampa, Florida is the side of the SEC men's basketball tournament this year. Should be interesting. You know, normally it's been been in Nashville for a number of years. It'll come back to Nashville for um, a few years after after it leaves Tampa this year. So excited about the SEC men's basketball tournament. Question is, is how good will Ole Miss be? What seed will they get? A lot of unanswered questions for this Ole Miss men's basketball team. They will not have Jarkel Joyner over the next couple of weeks. He'll have a back procedure done today. Where's that other offense coming from? I don't know. They're going to have to do something offensively. Can Matthew Morrell get hot again? Can they get some bench minutes from Austin Crowley? I thought Luis Rodriguez played his best game of the year against Texas A&M. In fact, one of the few players that played well. Other than that, zero bench points. Zero bench production. Unanswered questions for this team. They've got to find some answers. Thanks very much for being part of the show. We really appreciate it. Again, apologize for the delay. Had some live things happen. But we are excited about uh, going forward. Excited about the future. We've got some partnerships coming up, too. We're excited to tell you about. As it stands, be sure and follow us on Twitter. That's at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E, at Believe in Ole Miss. 
and the Believe Podcast Network at Believe Podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review at your favorite wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate that. Leave us a review. Um, shoot us a five star if you can. That helps in the helps find the podcast whenever it starts. All those algorithms, all that good stuff. We appreciate that. Inside the Rebels is the home of Ole Miss for all your needs and recruiting, game stores, all that good stuff. Inside the Rebels, two four seven, a sports affiliate. Thanks once again. We appreciate you being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. We'll see you soon. been listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.